When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary Stories, Stories to, to Tell on the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. And it's hosted by two adults who are friends. Do not, don't worry, we're not minors who are friends. We're not minors. You're we, not going to get We trouble. were never minors who were friends. <laughs> no, we were always over 18. That is true. Wow. But just barely. We've been just friends since acting school, which was back in the time of belief. <laughs> and now we're still friends. <laughs> Back in the time of belief. If you're listening to this and you're considering acting school, just tell us where you live so we can come break all your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it'll hurt now, but it'll make sense later. It'll hurt less later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tr- wow. The true danger is not failure. It's success. Acting school is scary. They got to stop doing it. Yeah. They got to stop doing it. It, it. It's funny. Like, I know it probably things have changed a lot in the world since we were freshmen in college, but it was crazy that you'd have like halfway through the semester talks with your teachers and they'd be like, break up with your boyfriend, try drugs. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. <laughs> one of my students is on antidepressants. She says it's like living in a glass box. I was like, one of your students? <laughs> the hell? Why are you divulging this to me? But the thing is, that honestly made more sense to me because it's such a stupid clown life. Like, you should be prepared to be treated like a stupid clown. Yeah. Like, there should be no respect. Right. Don't do it. What are you talking about? (laughs) Now it's like, if your dad isn't an actor, you're not going to be one. I know. No, stop that. Yeah, or you got to like barf in a hot tub on TikTok and then you'll star... (laughs) And then you'll star in, I assume, the, the um, like a superhero movie about Jesus. I think that's how it works now. <laughs> that's all they're making now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they want. We're and really they want interested in a superhero Jesus IP. With big name cinematographers. <laughs> really big. And, and directors under 5'5". Five five. Uh, uh, exclusively under 5'5". Five five. First we said women directors. Now we're just looking for short. <laughs> Don't go to school for being a stupid clown. Yeah. It's I mean, here's the thing. I think there I think it's really great to to um immerse yourself in arts education. I think that's really I think that's great to do, to like learn about art and everything like that. Um and and if you listen, we say this because I think the only people who really thrive in the setting of acting school are people who are like so beyond the pale of normal brain activity that it's going to work out for you maybe, or you'll become a lawyer. Yeah. You can go to med school after, but it's still going to be embarrassing that you have a degree in, in, in stretching. Although here's the one thing I'll say, and this is, this is my defense okay. as someone who, who then taught at an access school for years, although I taught writing, which is famously more normal and good for people's brains. <laughs> um, 
I will say that I think if you if if you are at a good program that fosters like collaboration and isn't just like about you yourself honing your craft and like becoming a big star. I do think that like my college education helped me uh, learn how to treat people with respect, like, and get on board with other ideas and like, listen to other ideas. And um, I mean, maybe I could have learned that playing a sport, but let's not go there. <laughs> let's not be insane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I just remember that there will always be professionals who are like, how do I gently say this? If you could do anything else, do that instead. And I'd be like, shut up. (laughs) I'm going to be a a big improv Shakespeare vet. Uh, No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say to get them to stop, but you just shouldn't do it. Yeah. I may. I think I, I think I, probably told this story on the podcast not long ago, but one time in high school, one of the actors who played one of Elaine's boyfriends, not Patrick Warburton, but mm-hmm. um, he came to talk to our class and, uh, and he told upsetting story after upsetting story. And we all just like sat there writing down in our like composition books, like don't F with the showrunner. Like I was just like, I don't know what it's, that means, but it, it now I know advice. it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like um, you know. Oh, I was gonna say something. I don't know. <laughs> it's sad when I forget what I'm gonna say, and then I see my husband typing a time code. I guess like acting school never ends because I am doing a podcast while my sweet husband produces it and types in a time code. That is that is. There's true. no cure for acting school. That's the thing. You're paying to make yourself more annoying and worse at acting, and then you have to unlearn everything. Right. That you learn there so that you can be hireable at all. Yes. And that's like, I, I will say as someone who still does dumb characters sometimes on the internet. For sure. Acting school never ends because sometimes I, as my husband is doing important music work, I knock on the door and I'm like, does this sound like Truman Capote in Mortal Kombat? Like, <laughs> <laughs> It makes you more annoying. Yeah. But that's really sweet. That's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That scenes from a marriage. Get over here. <laughs> Wait, do say finish him. Finish him. <laughs> okay, now say one of the characters' names in it. Sonia Blade. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Baraka versus Katana. <laughs> Flawless victory. Uh, this has all been a commercial for, for feud. Feud. Capote, Capote and his swans. And his swans. Oh my God. Really special. Thank you, yeah, Andrew. You're very welcome. So actually, everybody, please do go to acting Everyone school. It all works out. Look yeah, how yeah, happy yeah. we are. We're all happy. <laughs> We're all happy. Today, we're doing the donkey lady. Oh, right? my God. Donkey lady bridge. Anna, when you texted me this, I, I did say out loud. I Immediately, I went to Google, and then I, I stopped myself and said out loud, wait, no. I want to keep it fresh. It's fresh. It's yeah. donkey lady bridge. Um, I wanted to do bridge ghosts because there's so many of them. And I was like, why are there so many bridge ghosts? couple reasons. Um, not enough to fill a full episode. It's because bridges are dangerous. They, you can fall off of them. You can slip 
on them. Um, the people can hide under them. They can break and fall down. Um, and also the symbolic, it's from one place to another. Mm-hmm. And also it's dark at night, kind of, it, there's not a lot of, it's not like there's a big, uh, unless you're in Venice, it's not like there's a ton of houses right near a bridge. <laughs> it's usually kind of trees and stuff. Um, and then I immediately found my queen and decided to just do it about her. Um, really do you want to hear some other bridge ghosts before Donkey yeah, Lady? Why not? Or do we do Donkey Lady and then finish it off with some? I would snacks? love to build Donkey Lady. Okay, great. Um, yeah, there's the Sax Bridge near Gettysburg. Um, this is a famous bridge ghost. This is uh, three Confederates. So the the Sax Bridge is right outside Gettysburg. It's a covered bridge, which is automatically haunted. Very much so. Um, and it's where the Confederate soldiers uh, retreated from Gettysburg wow. over this bridge. But three Confederate spies were hanged there. And you can apparently still smell General E. Lee's pipe smoke there. Oh. Um, but, or just any other pipe smoke. <laughs> but I don't know why it's his. Yeah. He spoke a specific sort of pipe. Yeah. Like mustard. No, it's his. Just yeah. don't ask questions. <laughs> don't be a dumb bitch. Um, <laughs> there is the crybaby bridge, which is just where people would drop their babies that they didn't want. Yeah. I saw, I saw that one. Then people hear baby cry ghosts. And people hear baby cry ghosts. Yeah. That's um, yeah. A lot of bridge ghosts involve women. Either their baby fell off on accident and they're crying about that, or they threw their baby. You can hear the baby cry. Ugh. Maybe they're crying too. Don't put a baby on a bridge. Let's just say that. Yeah. Don't, don't put baby in the corner. Don't put baby on a bridge. <laughs> do not put baby on a bridge. Don't you do this. Um, yeah, so the the crybaby bridge is on Sleepy Hollow Road, which is not in Sleepy Hollow. It's in Kentucky. Um, oh. But yeah, mothers would drop their unwanted, sick, or deformed babies off the bridge to drown in the water. So oh like, don't do that. Maybe just like put a hat on it, you know, and then it's like, ha <laughs> 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 Throw some glitter on it. Go so dancing. Got, so yeah. And there's, so there's many crybaby bridges. Oh Man. no. This is just a story about you should, um, we should have uh, um, abortion access. Yeah. No, that is true. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of Port Natchez Avenue in Texas and, uh, oh, no, this baby was thrown into alligator-infested water by a man who had murdered the child's mother. Don't you do that. But this feels crazy to do. Also, alligators only eat, like, once a week. You think you are just so, you just so happen to be dropping the baby in the pond when it's time for the alligators to eat? Come on, grow It's going to be floating around there like ground beef in a fridge. But this is interesting. The Sarah Jane Bridge, with the one with the alligator-infested water, it said that Sarah Jane can be heard crying from the water when one stands on the bridge on hot summer nights. Ooh, a summer ghost. Um, the child's mother, a headless ghost wandering the woods nearby, can also be heard whispering Sarah Jane as she searches the forest with a lantern. The legendary Sarah Jane is Sarah Jane Block, who lost no children and lived to the age of 99. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We already <laughs> made up a ghost about you. Oh, I'll just go inside then. <laughs> Yeah, then, okay, so in 1999, Maryland folklorist Jesse Glass presented a case against several crybaby bridges being genuine folklore, contending that they were instead fake lore. Uh-oh. That was knowingly being propagated through the internet. Um, yeah, he says it's fake. 
Yeah, I don't. I kind of feel like after after the thing about the the baby left in the Burger King trash can, I don't feel like people are going all the way out to a bridge. Was that where that it, one? I was think real? the baby was alive, but oh, I think okay. but I think there's there's sort of a, a spate of um, babies turning up in fast food joints, and there's you know it's, they're colorful. Babies yeah, love that. It's way more likely to find like you got a better option at an Arby's than a bridge, you know. Yeah, Less especially dangerous. I mean, especially not in Lufkin, Texas, where their crybaby bridge. If you drive past it, sometimes you'll see a baby's hand on your car window. Or oh. hear me out. Yeah. Any other smudge. Oh. <laughs> 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 um. Anyway, so that's crybaby bridges. Then there is the Avon Bridge in Indiana, uh, where a mother was taking her sick baby to the doctor and slipped and fell in. So they're both oh different sort of in baby the water. tragedy, yeah, yeah. Then you know what, and I'll say this: not all bridge go- ghosts are babies or women. Wow, some are men. Thank you. For example, the Sax Bridge, valiant man death is okay for a bridge ghost. Sure, sure, sure. Um, an escaped convict was cornered by a posse, also known as the Haunted Bridge. Good name. <laughs> Roseman is where two sheriff's posses trapped a county jail escapee in 1892. It is said the man rose up straight through the roof of the bridge, uttering uttered a wild cry, and disappeared. Oh my now, God. What would you make of it if you were part of the posse chasing this guy and then he did that? I think I would write the graphic novel, The Watchman, and create a character called Dr. Manhattan, maybe. Yeah. And he's like, I tire of this earth and these people and their problems. <laughs> that was the wild cry. Yeah. 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 Um, well, this is what the posse decided. He was never found, and it was decided that anyone capable of such a feat must be innocent. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> That's not where my head would go. I'm willing to explore this. I'd be like, mm, <laughs> he did it, you know? <laughs> I love I love the idea that superpowers make you a good person. Well, if he could do that, he must have... What are you talking about? Wow. Okay, and so this brings us to the Donkey Lady Bridge. Um, I'm really excited to share this with everyone. I'm so pumped. I have to... Sh- it's from Atlas Obscura, um, an article written by Nathaniel Sharping. And I have to say that uh, the there's an ad on this page that's a woman with chin hair that says grandma's forgotten method for facial hair removal, which is really upsetting. <laughs> um, okay. We know it involves apple cider vinegar. Let's just move on. It, yeah. You know, it's Dr. Egg bowels. <laughs> it's fine. And this is a, considered a cryptid. <gasps> oh, I'm excited. Okay. If you drive south of San Antonio, Texas on Applewhite Road, past the fire station and the Toyota plant, and pull over just shy of the Medina River, I'm already lost. <laughs> no, I know. Hold on. <laughs> I'm somehow... <laughs> what is a Toyota? Further, yeah, yeah. Well, like, where am I? <laughs> I'm in my house. You can walk a few hundred feet through a tranquil forest and patchy sunlight to where a small bridge crosses a burbling stream just out of sight of the highway. There, on certain evenings, when the last rays of light cut through the deepening shadows and the sound of wind has faded from the treetops, you may have an experience you cannot easily explain. A rustle in the undergrowth, a flicker in your vision, vision, the distant clopping of hooves. (laughs) You may not see her, but, as many visitors report, the donkey lady was nearby. What? This quirkily named phantom has for decades been said to haunt the San Antonio Bridge. 
visitors report the sound of hoofbeats and distant screams and the presence of a specter, her face and body disfigured, lurking nearby. Some even claim to have found hoof prints on their cars. Oh, oh, clomping on my car. Clomping on my cars like you wanted me. Calling me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, despite the apparent danger or perhaps because of it, the donkey lady bridge has become a popular spot with locals eager for a ghostly encounter and a tourist attraction of sorts. Quote, when I moved to San Antonio in 2002, the first stop that my friends brought me to was not the Fiesta or the river rock or even the Alamo. It was a donkey lady bridge says Maricela Barrera, a San Antonio based artist. As one version of the story goes, the donkey lady is the ghost of a woman who lived outside of San Antonio more than a century ago raising donkeys on a farm by herself. She died in a fire that left her body horribly maimed and, unable to find peace, her spirit lingers near the bridge. And then this artist that they talked about took a lot of pictures of herself wearing a donkey mask, sort of. Okay, good. It's a lot of, like, Texas sort of art photography. It's Mm. black and white. We're on a velvet couch. We're wearing a donkey (laughs) mask. Um, But this woman also used to run a donkey lady hotline where you could call and you'd hear a message of the donkey lady going like, "Ah, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not great. I took a recording of a recording and it still sounds like nothing. That was a good good sound of what a donkey lady would sound like though. Hey, thank you. Okay, but so that's one explanation of how she became Donkey Lady. Right. She's this Burnt woman who lived up. alone, yeah. sort of a spinster, which is not uncommon for female ghosts that they're spinsters. Uh, and donkey breeders. I and imagine. donkey breeders. Yeah, listen, it's not easy work getting them. Though. You don't have time for a husband. Donkey life been, is like, hard. Yeah, yeah, playing the saxophone for a bunch of donkeys. <laughs> um, so, Jason, let me curl up the... Okay, you're sounding. <laughs> oh, no. He loves it. He's shaking his head because he's thinking about how much he likes it. Oh, no. <laughs> the Jason slander on this day. It is going down. Okay, so that's one option. We'll call that option A. Mm-hmm. Option B could be that she was disfigured in a horrible fire started by her husband. And this one, she's married. Husband okay. does the fire. Okay, husband. Others speculate... Her soul merged with that of her domesticated donkey when they were drowned together. That one. That's option C. Yes. Yep. They fused. Um, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> most accounts say if you honk your horn, she may come looking for you. Oh, donkey honk. Donkey honk. Yeah, she's excited. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, some people say they spotted a person with a donkey's face. Others reported finding the hoof-like indentations on the car. Many claim to hear the sound of hooves, which like in that area, I don't know. You're going to hear hooves. Yeah. Uh, And just be aware if the donkey lady doesn't get you, the ivy snakes or feral hogs might. Trailheads close at sunset. You might find others there at night too, though. I'll say what I'm learning about this is that, that the idea of someone breeding an unusual animal, and I am calling donkeys unusual in that they are not a dog, a cat, or a horse, which are normal animals. Yeah. Um, yeah, donkeys are weird. Donkeys are a little strange. I love a donkey. We love a do- We all love donkeys. Right. They're hardworking. They're the stage managers of the equine world. They do, because they, they got big, soft ears. Right. Big, soft ears. They're keeping everyone on task. Yeah. They have to clear. They have to speak loudly and clearly so people can hear them backstage. Yeah, they're irritating, but you know they're necessary. Yes, thank you, thank you, hee haw. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's like uh, it. 
it makes sense that you'd have that you'd make ghost stories about what is around. <laughs> and so it's funny to me to yeah. be like, she's fused a, a ghost woman fused with what's the next thing I see a donkey. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. If you have donkeys, why not make a, a ghost lady out of it? Yeah. Better than the lady who's half Toyota. <laughs> I mean, they could have, you know, it's by the Toyota, Toyota plant. Lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a whole other article about why so many ghosts are women. Um, oh, part of it is that, they wear nightgowns and when you see a ghost, it's always nightgownish, Right. And that makes you think it's a girl. Um, women uh, in the Victorian era were responsible or before a certain time when funeral parlors were a thing, they were responsible for caring for the dead, which meant that they had this connection with the dead, which kind of made them a little weird. Um, they bring life into the world. So they're already kind of a portal. Um, and also, I mean, the Victorians really loved romanticizing the death of a beautiful woman, mm. like that there's something ephemeral and kind of crazy about, um, whoa, what if a pretty girl were dead? Scared. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember in doing research way back when for the Bloody Mary episode that an element of women ghosts cross-culturally often is when we feel guilty about how someone's been treated. Oh yeah. The options are to uh, martyr them or to turn them into a monster. Yeah. And that if they're, you know, in every culture for throughout the history of mankind, like mistreatment of women, it either is like, well, this person is a saint or this person is an evil ghost. Yeah. That is part of this is that like, it was either women warning other women about like, if you step out, like some of these women did, like you had a child out of wedlock or whatever, yeah. you could die. Or it was this person died and now we're going to really like, this is the only course of justice is to have her around as this right. sign of guilt. Um, yeah. Like Anne Boleyn wandering around Hampton court with her head under her arm. Ooh, That's right. Scary. And it's nuts that, Anne Boleyn was in an episode of the Beetlejuice animated series as a, and as a little kid, that's how I learned about her. Oh, I was like, fun headless ghost. And it's like, Oh, sorry, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This article says there's some kind of comfort in the fact that you can haunt someone forever. If they failed to meet your needs in life. That's the, the, like, um, I remember watching this thing kind of about the history of the Romani people in using curses that like oh, when yeah. you are marginalized and when you are up against very powerful people, that the most effective thing you can do is plant in their head um, that you have some power over them yeah. and that it's like an intangible thing that is entirely in their own mind, which is like very yeah. scary. Yeah. Andrew, if you were to curse someone, what would the curse be? That's like a- I'm saying not, not like you're deciding it, but like if there was a curse that was reminiscent of your overall vibe. I think a curse that would be reminiscent of my own vibe would be um, no matter how careful you are on every shirt you have, you're going to drop a bit of sauce in the most <laughs> like in, in the, the zone where the eye would fall. The, the the zone of the eye. Yeah, the first three buttons. Andrew, did you put this curse on me? Because every shirt I have has a little bit of <laughs> I, I a might little have. bit of Diet Coke on the boob. It was an accidental curse. It was not conscious, but that is that is I think every shirt I have. I, I will be like I'll be eating a marshmallow and somehow yeah. I'll still get something on that that part of my shirt. Man. How about you, Anna? Um, I think my curse would be 
that no matter how good your nap is, it's not going to work. <gasps> oh, it's not going to work. That is very scary. Someone put that curse on me and now it's your turn. Yeah. Have you, do you, do you buy into the thing about like either a 20 minute nap or a 90 minute nap? I definitely think about it. Yeah. I do whatever the hell I want. I know. I don't think I've ever, I, I'll, I'll set it. If I set a timer for 20 minutes for a nap, I, it, I, it will be the most wide awake I've ever been in my life. Really? It works? Wa- no, 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 no. Oh, I, oh like, I see. You're I, just. As soon as I set a timer, I'm like, well, yeah, I see yeah. all Taking and the hear SATs. all. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always, whenever I lay down for a nap, I think about the 20 minute thing and I'm like, I should do that if I'm good. And yeah. then I don't. Um, and I also think about, I think it was Isaac Newton who used to nap holding a heavy steel ball. And once he was asleep enough that it fell out of his arms onto the floor and hit the floor, he said that that was enough nap. <gasps> Whoa. Not enough nap. That feels like, why is he punishing himself? I'm going to Google nap holding ball. Whoa. I, um, I fell asleep famously for 15 minutes at least of Argyle yesterday. And I had no idea that I did that. I oh, really, yeah. I was not aware that I fell asleep. I had no consciousness that I was missing anything. And then Chris was like, you're actively snoring. And it was, I, I oh. reacted as though Chris was like, how you just stabbed a stranger in your sleep. Like I was like, what? Like I've never been more humiliated. Hell? Sorry. Than ever. It's okay. It's, it's okay. time. Did you find, did you find, I something? did. It's Thomas Edison. It's not. It, so, wow. It was holding two balls. So two balls, D's nuts. <laughs> so Thomas, so he, he, he held, he held two balls and I see the mannequin and that's when I know. Oh, Andrew. I saw him again. Guys, this is the surprise. Did anything scary happen to you this week? It's Andrew time. Go I, ahead. I have to. So it hadn't happened to me in so long. Oh. I knew when I talked about it that it was going to happen again, but it did happen last night. And this one, I know that I was saying like, it's never scary. This one was not scary. It was, I was like, Oh, like it was a, and it was that it, it, he like leaned over and lo- like, like what? leaned over at me. Like I was just like, I was in your bed in or bed on the couch. He oh, leaned no. over from behind our baseboard and looked. What? Yeah. Andrew, your baseboard's against the wall. I know, you know that. I know, I know, oh, but it was, it was, no. it was brief. And then I was able to go to sleep right afterwards. So it wasn't that, it wasn't that awful. Chris but, is making a little frown. He's not happy. <laughs> yeah. Chris is making the frown of that little blowfish that you see sometimes. Oh yeah. The little unhappy blowfish. No, not the blobfish. This is the, this is just a blowfish who's like. Yeah. Yeah. We all know the fish. We all know. Andrew. I'm sorry. Were you, had you been sleeping or this was right before sleep or what was the sleep? Uh, this was right before sleep. We had had, we had had a long universal Argyle day and I came back home and I was like, I'm going to go right to bed. And I was in bed and I didn't go right to bed. I was I was on my phone doing something. And then as I was dozing off and my head went back and I saw like, doop, I saw his head peek over and then I was like, okay, now I just time to put the phone down and go to bed. So you were holding your phone. Yeah. Maybe oh. that's a part of it. I, Cause you know what? He's helping. He's helping. He's trying to decrease screen time. Maybe um, he wanted to Google something. <laughs> what is yeah. my penis? <laughs> oh no. No. Mannequin man. Mannequin no. man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what would he want to Google? What if he was like, I mean, I was probably Googling like how, who, what, what was the advent of, of Argyle? Maybe he wanted to know too. Yeah. I really, 
This is tough, Andrew, because I think this pokes holes in your, he's just, he's not a ghost. He's a mannequin theory. Yeah. Because he could go through the wall. That, that, and that's the first time that's happened. That's the first time that's happened. I'll admit that. Um, mm, but again, yeah, it, it has was to do with your field division. Yeah. That, that is new to me too. And I think it's that this time I, I will reiterate, i it's not a thing that is scary. You know, I'll be honest about things that scare me. It's not a thing that I'm scared by. It is always, it is always like a, oh, like it's, it's something like, you don't have any control over. Yes. Yes. And yes, in yes. that way, it's a little scary. Yeah. But it's not, true. he's not scary. It's just under the pantheon of things that are outside of our control. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Anna, would you, if you had a figure who you would see peripherally to remind you to go to sleep, is there some, is there some, is there a figure that you would find calming or not oh, no. distressing? Um, I don't know. I'm such a scaredy cat. Maybe I guess one anything, of one yeah. of my dogs. Yeah. Although it's scary when you can see the dog in front of you and then you could see it in the periphery. So that's, I know that's kind of, that's sort of skinwalker territory. right? Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Cause then what is it? Um, yeah, it, that's fine. I guess the mannequin, I'll take the mannequin. That's fine. Yeah, I'll take, I'll I don't take want him, but I can't think of anything else. Yeah. The mannequin is, is sort of like just getting the yogurt at pink berry. You know, just being like, I'll be good, but I'm still getting something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just getting it for the probiotics. (laughs) It's in his open hand. (laughs) Sweetie. Uh, I did. I, um, there was really no way to do this on the podcast, but you know, those like hunting cameras or or not hunting the cameras that they put out in the woods that take pictures. Mm -hmm. There was some, like someone posted a very like cryptid looking creature and it just happened to be sometimes bears lose, lose their hair and they look wild. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I've yeah. seen this pictures. Because their hands kind of look like human hands with claws yeah. when they don't have hair on them. That's really tough. But I don't th- like that. I think that explains a lot. People are like, it's a werewolf, you know, and it it, it does look like a werewolf. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. I've never heard you pitch your voice it's into that register it, before. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just becoming Jiminy Glick. <laughs> What did your parents do? (laughs) Yeah, I thought about getting those cameras to kind of keep an eye on the skunks and stuff outside. Oh, yeah. I also want to see where Pee-Pee goes. I want to put a... Our cat is named Pee-Pee. I want to put a GoPro on him to (gasps) see what he sees. Where does Pee-Pee go? He wouldn't permit it, though. And also, we know where he goes. He goes down the same four houses and then back. He's got... But he's got friends. Like, people people really love Pee-Pee. Yeah. Yeah. People love pee-pee. People love pee-pee. Yep. So you know how dogs dream? Yep. I assume cats must, right? They do. Can you tell? Yes. It's way less common than dog dreaming, I think, yeah. in, in terms of like the noticeable stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes his little feet uh, run. Sometimes he sort of snurts. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but my favorite was one time he was dreaming and his claws just kind of came out a little bit. Oh, and I was like, that's fun. That he's is having, fun. it's yeah. He's getting in a fight with another cat <laughs> or like, I'm not physical, but like they're really going after each other over dinner. Acrimonious. Yeah. The claws are coming out. If you had to choose Anna between Ladybird, Lois or Pee for which of these animals <gasps> to have your ghost fused with and to become 
uh, a donkey lady sort of figure, which one do you think you'd pick? Definitely Ladybird. I think we're the most similar. Oh, fun. Um, she has the most grievances, and I think that's good for a ghost. That is really and it, and it, and you'd be called Ladybird Lady, which is really good. <laughs> and if we were if we turned into a bird, we'd be Ladybird Ladybird <laughs> Lady. I mean. <laughs> The fan Jason. art, the fan art makes itself. It's going to come flooding in. Take out you crayons. <laughs> I thought you were going to say who, of those pets, whose dream would you most want to watch? Oh, that is also a good question. And it would be Lois. She, yes. She's the most enthusiastic. Lois would be very kind of technicolor people being like, I'm having a good time. Like to camera. Yeah. 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 Lois is always having a blast. Whenever I want to make Jason feel good I, and she's dreaming, I, or I'll just say like, oh, she's dreaming about you, which is true. Oh, that's uh, what like, a nice thing to say, say. Like she loves you so much. She dreams about you. Yeah. That is very sweet. It's true. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm trying to think like, I would love if we could, if we could like visualize animals dreams. Come on. You know, we got to figure that out. Does AI have to come on? Elon Muff. Right. Muff Elon Muff. Muff. Elon Muff, an amazing drag <laughs> that name. Is, that is a really good drag name. Elon Muff. Any of you can take it. We're offering it up to the world. Elon Muff. <laughs> we, we, we know a good portion of our listenership found us through ads that uh, Latrice Royale and Mina Luzon's oh podcast did for us. So if anyone out there wants Elon Muff, there's more Muff. than available. Ugh. She, that queen, she doesn't sing at all. She just talks. Yes. Oh, God. Just, just to insert a chip in your brain? Fucking talks <laughs> about how truckers need to be replaced immediately. With, but it's like, that's the thing. AI, like, we don't want a fake concert of Edith Piaf. Just start making dog dream movies. Come on. I'll let you do that. Yeah. And that's it. Um, But don't get me in the AI uprising. Don't get me, please. Don't get me, please. Anna, uh, I think it might be time for our go-to segment. Scary, scary ideas, ideas for, for things, things that, that could happen. happen. And Andrew, I'm going to stop you right there. I would like to go first. Please. You are the horticulturalist of an evil, reclusive scientist. And you are pruning his beloved plant when behind you Something taps you on the shoulder. Something green and vine. And then things go hazy for what feels like a short amount of time. And then you wake up and open your eyes and you realize this isn't your bed. This is the bathtub? No. What's this porcelain rim? What's this dirt? You are in the planter, and the plant is doing the cha-cha. That, that could, could happen. happen. The cha-cha is, I think, the scariest dance a plant could oh, do. Oh, come on. Think about it. Because it implies the presence of feet. Yeah. Wow. That is good. Thank you. I do love plant-related horror, and that might be a subject for a future episode. And I was sort of looking at your beautiful pothos. Oh, that's... that's is that pothos? Yeah. That's all Chris. Um, okay. Your turn. You are a studio audience 
member okay. for a um, a sitcom that you are so excited to see. And uh, when it comes time for the show to start, the front door of the house set opens and on is wheeled a, a mummified body. And then the whole audience laughs. And then another mummified body gets wheeled on and it has a wig and is wearing a brightly colored cardigan and the audience laughs. And then like every 12 seconds as these just two mummified bodies are on stage, the audience laughs and you look around and you realize you are in an audience that is entirely mummified. And the show is called Everybody Loves Mummy Raymond. Could happen. I was like, he's gonna pull out the most amazing pun. Oh, absolutely not. And as soon as I set myself up for that, I was like, no, nothing's gonna come oh here. Oh my god. I mean, it could be like how I mummified your mother or how I met your, your mommy. mommy. Yeah, there you go. That that could have been there. <laughs> yeah. Uh sort of um uh, Dharma and Greg de- desiccated Dharma and Greg. I don't Dar- know. I don't know. Yeah, hold on. Everyone holds everybody, still. everybody just chill everybody out while we hold still. Uh, this is what it's friends. like to be in a writer's room, everybody. Mummy friends. <laughs> Graveser. Queen King of Queen Nefertiti. King Tud of Queens. King Tud of Queen Nefertiti. Yeah, there we go. There you go. <laughs> Both s- somehow still starring. I was, about to say Le- t- <laughs> I was about to say Leah Michelle, which is not true. <laughs> Leah She'd Remini. She'd be great in multicam. Put her in that. Leah Re- is it doxing to say that Leah Remini is a distant cousin of Chris's? Okay. That's the lightest doxing possible. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, isn't that cool? Oh my god. And you and know what else is cool? Get, get out. out. <laughs>